Hello, once again, welcome into Locked On Cardinals. I'm JD Haffron. That is Lucas Smith, and we are your hosts for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Sports Radio. Lucas, you've got Twitter as well at LJ Fastball. Follow the podcast at Locked On Cardinals. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked On Cardinals, a show serving Cardinal Nation and getting the best fans in baseball. All the info about the birds on the bat. Now, actually, we're going to start today not really talking about the Cardinals. Uh, There was a trade last night. Lucas, the trade deadline is less than a week away on Tuesday, August the 2nd. It'll be at 5 p.m. St. Louis time. And the first big trade went down late last night as the New York Yankees, who do have the best record in the league and are enjoying a comfortable 11-and-a-half-game lead in the AL East over the Blue Jays, They've a bit recently. They just got swept in the Subway Series by the Mets. They've lost six of their last 10 or 10 and 12 in the month of July. They were looking for a spark, so they made a deal. Ironically, right after they lose to the Mets last night in walk-off fashion, they get Kansas City Royals all-star outfielder Andrew Benatendi. Now, Benatendi is 28 years old. He's a left-handed stick. He's batting 320, which ranks third in the American League. He's got 34 multi-hit games. He's ranked first in the league in that category Tied for second in hits in the AL with 111. He's sixth in on-base percentage. He won a gold glove in 2021. Has continued his stellar defensive play in left field this season. Hasn't committed a single error in 164 chances. So what do you have to give up as the Yankees to get a a guy of that caliber? Well, uh, apparently, he will be a free agent at the end of the season, by the way. Apparently, just uh, a, a few pitchers, Lucas, is all it took. Three pitchers go back to KC. You got right-hander Chandler Champlain, who was at single A, left-hander TJ Sikama, who was at high A, and right-hander Beck Way, who was also at high A. Now, Sikama was the Yankees' 19th-ranked prospect, while Way was number 21. Uh, Champlain, unranked by MLB.com. So there you go. Three A-ball pitchers for an all-star gold glover, who, again, is going to be a rental. He's He's a free agent. So it seems like a pretty low price for what the Yankees are getting back, don't you think, man? I would agree, yeah. And the reason that we're talking about this, too, is that this has the first domino always affects everything else, right? Like mm-hmm. like trade season, we've been speculating. We've been talking about reports from blue check marks, from non-blue check marks. Like, it's been whatever. But now, here we roll, here we go. Like, the market is kind of set now. or it's, we, At least we as more fans and more casual fans can, can start to see the market be set, right, with, with what we're seeing from the Benatendi trade. TJ Sikama, as well, for any uh, Missouri people, he went to the University of Missouri. He pitched there uh, for three seasons, 17, 18, 19. Um, so a little bit of a local kid there for, for anybody in Columbia. Uh, but no, I think that it was it was an interesting trade to go down. Obviously, you mentioned the Yankees have been looking for a spark, and they've been rumored kind of linked to maybe a Juan Soto-type trade. And I know that we talked about yesterday, J.D., all the pitching that the Cardinals need. And that is still true. Jeff Passan in an article reporting that the Cardinals are could be considered favorites for Soto, as well as Frankie Montes, if, if that is a move that is made. But the Cardinals are still in on Soto, so this move affects that. Because in my opinion, J.D., this takes Benatendi, or excuse me, this takes Soto out of those Soto, I said it again, this takes the Yankees out of the Soto sweepstakes. They've just got too many big left-handed bats, and I don't think the Nationals are going to want a Joey Gallo. I don't think they're going to want and I don't think the Yankees flip Benintendi for that matter as well. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a, I would say a mid-tier trade. Yankees got a lot better, I think, by not giving up a lot. Mike Matheny's Royals get a little bit worse. Yeah, uh, the uh, Joey Gallo side of things. What, what part of Gallo's game do you not like? Is it the fact that he can't hit anymore? <laughs> that he's terrible? 
Oh my gosh. The guy's hit like <laughs> 60 now in New York. Remember, and it was supposed to be this big deal that he when he went from Texas to the Yankees, and you're like, oh, short porch in right field. He's supposed to be doing what Matt Carpenter's doing. The Yankees have Matt Carpenter in right field instead of Joey Gallo these days. That's how bad Joey Gallo has been. It's been an awful season for him. He's a free agent at the end of the year. I also uh, read that the uh, teams like uh, the Padres could be interested in having Gallo come in, which uh, would, again, kind of put a damper on maybe their idea of going after a Juan Soto. If, if they're going to fill the role with that guy, which is fine. You guys can have him. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Benintendi, a good player, solid player. Obviously an all-star and a gold glover. And um, three A-ball pitchers. That's all you had to give up to go get this guy. Not too shabby for the Yankees there. Um, being that the fact that this might take New York out of the sweepstakes for Juan Soto, if this is the, the one offensive move that they make, because – most of the time, the Yankees have been linked to going after some sort of pitching. Luis Castillo from the Reds, obviously a big name that's been linked to them for a long time. Do you think with what the Yankees had to give up to get Benintendi, do you think that helps the Cardinals at all as far as what it might cost them to get Juan Soto? Or do you think it has no real bearing on that deal at all? I think yes and no. I think it's, it's apples and oranges almost, J.D., because obviously Andrew Benintendi is no Juan Soto, right? Like there, mm-hmm. There's just no hiding that. And Andrew Benintendi is a nice player, World Series champion with the Boston Red Sox, with the Royals. Now, he is a fine player, all-star, I think, or if not, he should have been you know, 300-plus. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so we see the return for him. I think that that definitely affects the market for maybe – B or A minus level stars or C level stars, right? In the major leagues at the outfield level. But when you're talking about Juan Soto, you're talking about somebody that has the amount of confidence to turn down a $440 million deal. That kind of money you and I will never see in 10 lifetimes doing what we're doing. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So, like when you're comparing these two, you have to recognize that yes, the market in general is starting to get a little bit more solidified when you look at three low A ball pitchers or high A ball, like the three A ball pitchers for a bat of Andrew Benatendi's caliber, but it's still not the caliber of Juan Soto. And I know people are going to say, oh, Soto's having a bad year. He's only getting 245. Yeah, we've talked about it. 20 of his 43 RBIs are because of his home runs alone. He's got still a wicked high on base percentage, and he still, last I checked yesterday on BaseballReference.com, is leading the National League in walks. So, yes, he's not hitting 320 yet, but he's, like, I'm not worried. Like, that. these bad numbers this year, quote-unquote, don't have me worry that, that to not trade for Soto, right? Um, so I think the market is starting to get set, but I still think the Nationals are going to milk this as long as they can until they get a deal. I I just see the the more and more things I read, the more where it seems like a lot of teams are starting to shy away from it and are just like, you know what, we're, we're going to go make some other deals. Uh, the Yankees being the first one. I, I would say the Dodgers frighten me the most. If, if, if Soto's who you want, okay? I feel like the Dodgers are the one that would really push for it because I think they're the ones that have the most talent, not only at the major league level, but also as prospects to, uh, to swing that deal. I still, the Padre stuff still boggles me because I, I don't see anybody on their roster right now. That's all that great that they'd be willing, you know, that the nationals would, at least in my opinion, want to flip for (laughs) like they would have them and bring them over. They got a lot of good prospects, but it's just, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that they can do that. Plus, they've already got so much money sunk into like Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. I mean, that would be another huge, huge contract. I mean, unless they went the route of going where it's just like, uh, you know, the two years and then they're out on Soto or something. I don't know. I guess they could go that way. But 
Uh, as far as pitching goes, uh, unfortunately, no major pitchers have been moved just yet. So we aren't sure what the market will be set as to land someone like a Luis Castillo or a Frankie Montas or even a Pablo Lopez. But the Yankees didn't give up any major prospects for Benintendi, which still puts them in play to pursue one of those big arms. But in, until, like you mentioned, that first domino falls, it's kind of hard to predict what the Cardinals would have to give up to land any of those top tier pitchers that are available uh, as far as other position players that they could still be moved the cubs uh wilson Contreras hasn't gone anywhere yet pirate center fielder brian reynolds although I, I he's been hurt too so i don't think he he may not get traded at all uh the orioles trey mancini is an interesting one for a dh yeah. and then uh the nationals josh bell having a, a very good year uh, batting behind Juan Soto in the cleanup spot for the Nationals. So just some other names to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, last night's game was a uh, oh, Was that fun to watch or what last so night? So much fun, especially after the week, the week plus that the Cardinals have been having, really the month of July that the Cardinals have been having. And you have the, the downside of no Goldie, no Nolan. And we'll talk more in no. detail. But I want to comment on a couple of those trade names you mentioned, J.D. Sure. I want to sure. say this. I know that we're Cardinals and we, we, we quote unquote hate the Cup, whatever. But my brother, twin brother's a Cub fan. And having him go through the loss of Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, the likely loss of Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras, all in the matter of a year, hug a Cub fan the next time you see one. Give him a high five. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Give him a high five. You're not going to be tormented. It's okay. Be nice to the Cub fans. But the thing about Soto, too, that is interesting that I was watching MLB Network the other day, and Joel Sherman was talking about this, that like you don't have to go the route of trade and sign for Soto. You can go no. the route of trade, still get a lot of value for him, and let him walk mm. and go take his $500 million. So that's no. another fast, interesting um, thing here where we're like, yes, we talk a lot about the Cardinals re-signing him because that's what the Cardinals do. They trade for stars and sign them long-term contracts. But that's mm. not something that they need to do. You can still get a ton of value in the next two and a half seasons right before he's entering his prime. So I think that that's another route to go as well. So I just wanted to get those two notes in there as well. Hug a, hug a Cub fan, and Juan Soto is, is <laughs> going to be good for a long time. Those are my two things. All right. And, yeah, and that's one thing, too, is like when you when you talk about keeping Soto for just the, the two remaining years and then letting him walk at the end of it, you know, is it is it worth to a, a team or a franchise? I mean, answer a comment below. Let us know what you guys think. Would it be worth to you if the Cardinals go get Soto and they kind of go all in for a couple of years, and then they have a couple of down years because the consistency of the Cardinals has been something that fans have been able to hang their hat on. It like, well, at least we're always there, and we have a chance. Whereas, you know, if you do this and you give up a lot of the farm, maybe that sets you back a couple of years, and uh, you won't be in contention for a division crown or a wild card spot. You know, can you live with that if they go all in for Juan Soto? Because that's one of the big complaints about Cardinals management. They never go for it. They never go all the way and try to get the superstar. They always look for the the average people just to fill in the pieces. Well, this would be one of those moments where they could go all in. And will it be worth it if they actually do it? We'll find out here in the next few days, obviously. Uh, welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. The sports card investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. The Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans for a few different reasons. First, completely free, which is very nice. Easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. You can check the latest values of your favorite cards with seven-day or 30-day charts. Uh, Mariners phenom Julio Rodriguez still boasts the number one card for seven and 30-day charts, followed by Juan Soto. Then we have 
a hockey player. Chicago Blackhawks Taylor Radish's rookie card at number three, but it's from like when he came up with the Lightning before he got traded. You got Trevor Lawrence at number four, and oddly enough, a Jimmy Garoppolo rookie card from 2014 with the Patriots at number five. This stuff changes, and that's what's great about the app. It'll keep you up to date on what cards are moving. Find the best prices and buy directly through the app with their eBay deals feature. Nostalgia and old players go back in time. See how much your favorite old cards are worth today. Growing up, I love Bo Jackson. I had that score card where he's wearing shoulder pads and had the bat on his shoulders. It was black and white. I loved it. Selling right now for $249. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or you can go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. Well, we've been talking a lot of trading over the last week and a half for the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. We'll continue to do so until August 2nd, and I'm sure J.D. will do that after if the Cardinals are active. So we want to thank you for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen of the day every day, especially when it comes to trade material, Soto, pitching, etc. Well, the MLB trade deadline is August 2nd, as mentioned. Lockdown MLB has all the breakdowns you will ever want. Lockdown Cardinals will have rapid reactions to any moves made. J.D. is going to be all over it. So subscribe to your favorite Lockdown MLB podcast now that would be the Locked John Cardinals podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast to get notified when each episode premieres there's also a live show that'll be that's still in the works a little bit as well tons of content for the trade deadline that is a little bit later this year and both in time of day and in day of the year uh, so Locked on Cardinals and Locked on MLB will have you covered and JD I hope the Cardinals are busy but one thing first things first the game last night we mentioned super fun a little bit of a throwback you get and and the future you got Nolan Gorman hitting a home run, Wayno and Pujols. Where you want to start, JD? Well, I, I just I gotta say I'm so proud of the guys for being able to bounce back the way they did. You know, you take it on the chin on Tuesday night, and then the Cardinals hop into that DeLorean and they make it a throwback night in Canada at the expense of the Blue Jays. You got two guys who are 40 or older leading the way. Adam Wainwright gets the start on the mound. So let, let's start with Adam first. We'll get, we'll get to Albert after that, but Adam gets a start. Albert at first base batting cleanup. The Cardinals without Arenado. Goldschmidt needed someone to step it up, and it was the old guys who didn't disappoint. Now, Wainwright always seems to be that guy that the Cardinals can turn to when they need a boost. You know, he was brilliant last night again uh, against arguably the best hitting team in the league. One of the hottest teams in baseball for sure. Seven innings. One run, five hits, strikes out eight. And the one run he did give up was after Guerrero Jr. hits that turf chopper, like right in front of home plate that goes, woo, and goes over Donovan's head. Uh, very fluky. He then steals second base, which is weird, too. And then a ground ball with eyes by Bo Bichette sneaks in between that hole between Donovan and Edmund between third and short. And that's it. That's all the offense they could muster. Gallegos and Helsley come in. They each throw a clean inning. You got to be impressed with what the pitching brought last night uh, against that Blue Jays lineup. How can you not be with Wainwright? And the thing about Wainwright, too, I was going back and forth between radio and, and the TV watching a little bit last night. And they were saying on the radio how Wainwright was was eager to get back on the mound to, to prove to his team that, hey, I still got this. I can be that guy for you guys. Right. And again, it's just one start. So we're not trying to say, oh, Cy Young here comes out of Wainwright. Right. <laughs> but it, he's he's the stopper for this team. He's been the stopper, J.D., since 2020. Yeah. Not, there haven't been too many skids that Wainwright's a part of. Wainwright is usually the one that is stopping the skids, giving the Cardinals innings when they need to. Obviously, you got to see Gallegos and Helsley last night because they needed to get work, but 
you know, 99 pitches, 70 for strikes. That's remarkable. Struck out eight. And the Toronto Blue Jays are the third best team in the American League based on record. And I agree with you. I think they're the best offense in baseball right now on July 28th, 2022, with the way they're swinging it. I mean, we saw it on Tuesday night, right? So Adam Wainwright, to me, turned back the clock. His curveball was filthy. And I saw this tweet as well that I think like 5,900-something days ago, uh, Adam Wainwright struck out uh, Craig Biggio. And then last night he struck out his son, Calvin, twice. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that just, in that tweet alone, that, that said alone speaks to the, long, to the longevity, excuse me, of Adam Wainwright's career. And he'll get his buddy back, Molina, hopefully soon. He's currently on a rehab assignment in Memphis. So just bravo to Adam Wainwright. He, he was absolutely dominant last night. There's just no other way to put it other than straight filth, right? Like, again, he's not always going to have the best stuff, but his stuff was good. His control was good shut down this Blue Jays lineup that had been red, red, red hot. I mean, looking up and down this lineup, the, the Blue Jays, only one person had more than a hit, and that was that was Vlad. You can live no. with that if you give up multiple hits to one guy, and his name is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You can absolutely live with that. Wainwright was phenomenal. Yeah, he was, uh, and that, that was a fun scene watching him strike out Biggio's kid, and he's like, hey, got your dad the same way. Don't worry about it. Sit <laughs> sit down. We'll see you next inning, okay? But uh, it was a lot of fun watching him. He just said, Wayno had that look last night where yeah. there, there was no BSing going on whatsoever. Like, he was in bulldog form, and he was, uh, he, you know, he reminded me of was uh, Chris Carpenter. That's what he yeah. reminded me of. Like, just the look that he had last night where he was like, this is no nonsense. I'm just tired of this, and we need a win. And I'm tired of people doubting us. Let's go. You know, after uh, losing in Cincinnati with him and Michaelis on the mound. And, th- th- you know, that stings these guys, man. They're not supposed to lose those games to the teams like that. And, right. you know, he, he was ready to show that they were better than that. And uh, he definitely did it. He wasn't the only one, though, Lucas. We, uh, we had another an oldie but a goodie who uh, showed out last night offensively it was future hall of famer albert pujols who was leading the charge in toronto against the blue jays uh first i want to point out how great the crowd was at rogers center standing ovations for albert and likely his final game in toronto well deserved and it was just super cool to see because us here in the states you know we don't think of toronto as a big baseball town you think hockey you know that's that's what they're known for and to have them show the respect to number five as he stepped in the box, both nights, really, it was. Uh, but last night, I just it, they did a couple of them for him last night. And it was just really, really cool to see. And I just want to give some kudos to uh, the Blue Jays fans and the, and the city of Toronto for 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 doing it the right way. Uh, the machine does what we've seen him do time and time again, as he gives a vintage performance going three for four with a single in his first at bat. He then beats the shift again with a double down the first baseline in his second at bat, which was his 2,111th hit in a Cardinals uniform that passes Rogers Hornsby for fourth most in team history. A bit of a hiccup after that when he gets gunned down at home plate on that pretty silly attempt to score from second base on that Brandon Donovan single. Not sure if it was Albert or it was Pop Warner that sent him, but it, but it was a bad it was idea. None, yeah, it was a bad idea nonetheless because you saw Albert coming towards thirty uh, toward third and he slows down and kind of you know does the choppy steps as if he's going to stop. And then he tried to rev it back up again. And let's face it, even in Pujols' best days of burning, he probably was going to get thrown out at home plate there. He's never been somebody with all that much speed. So that was a kind of a goofy spot there. But then the third at bat, he comes up, 
Gorman had already homered to begin the inning to give the Cardinals a 3-1 to one lead. You got Kisner hitting a double. O'Neal walks, which knocks Kevin Gosman out after just four and two-thirds innings. And we had talked yesterday how good Gosman has yeah. been the last couple seasons. So to uh, to knock him out before he even gets through five is, is something right there. They bring in a righty Trevor Richards from the pin. And on a 1-0 pitch, the machine mashes one over the left center field wall. 439 feet, according to StatCast and 108 miles per hour off the bat. What was your immediate reaction when you saw Albert connect with that ball? It's been my reaction on every home run he's hit this year. Hell yeah. You know? <laughs> it, it's it's Albert missed a home. I think he missed a home run twice in Cincinnati over the weekend. He hit one. Yeah, I know. Out. Yeah, I was filming all of those. Yeah. <laughs> See, if you don't going... film, good things happen, though. Oh, <laughs> um, so sad. But, and he got it all, and he knew it. It's one of those – it was a classic Pujols home run. Left center field, you saw that, you know, hold the bat for a little bit, flip it, drop it. Pujols has a majestic swing. Even to this day, the 1999 draft pick, 13th round draft pick, still has a beautiful swing. Like that's never been the question. Like the, 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 the beauty of his swing has never been in question throughout any point of his career, right? And don't look now, J.D., but the dude's on fire. In his last 15 games, he's had a slash line of 381, an on base or an average of 381, an, an on base of 426, 690 slugging. He is oh, in those 15, 15 games, 16 for 42, three home runs as well. He's driven in seven. He's walked four times. He scored seven runs. I'm not saying he needs to start over Goldschmidt, but he, get this dude some at bats. He went three for three against the right hander last night, or three for four total in the game. But he was he's not supposed to be hitting right-handers the, the, the way he is right now, right? Like, he's just I think he's just in a mode where he gets locked in. And I don't care how old you are, J.D., if you can play, you can play. And Albert's locked in right now. And it, it's a beauty to watch. Only Cardinal with uh, the three hits last night. Donovan had two, as well as Gorman, Newtbar, and Kisner. But it, it's a beauty to watch Pujols be locked in right now. And, and you mentioned that the Blue Jays fans as well. But the call by Dan Schulman on the – SNT Sportsnet or whatever the Toronto-based station is there was super mm -hmm. neat to hear. If you haven't heard it, find it on Twitter, find it on YouTube. Uh, super cool call. You know, he's not Dan McLaughlin going crazy on a home run. He shouldn't be. But super neat. Buck Martinez, the color guy there, gave some props to Albert. Much respect to both Toronto Blue Jays fans as well as Dan and Buck in the booth. Just huge respect and did it the right way. Now, the 42-year-old uh, Pujols becomes the oldest player to hit a home run, number 686 of his career at Rogers Center. Just a, a remarkable day at the plate for Albert. Uh, you mentioned getting him more at-bats. I, I mean, there's really no point in him not DHing except for the fact that maybe he needs a rest day here and there. Or maybe he's right. had very little success against a, a certain pitcher from the right-hand side. That's about it because when a guy's hitting – you don't sit him. Right. <laughs> you, you let him in. I don't care. Like you said, I don't care how old he is. If if they're swinging it good and they're they're in the, the so-called zone, let them keep hitting. Keep swinging yeah. out there. Uh, you mentioned some of the other contributors uh, in the game last night. Uh, the Gorman home run, opposite field shot, his 10th of the year. He also singled and scored twice on the night. Carlson had, a, had an RBI double. I've really been impressed with Carlson's at-bats recently. Yeah. Like, he he's... Um, I don't know what, what's changed. You know, I'm not a hitting coach, but he just looks better. He looks more comfortable and he looks confident. 
at the plate on both sides, left and right. So, uh, you know, I like what I'm seeing out of him. You mentioned Brendan Donovan played excellent defense again, filling in for uh, Arenado over a third and also goes two for three with a walk and a run scored. Newpar, two for four in an RBI. Ended up gunning Guerrero Jr. at third base when Donovan kept the tag on. That was that was a great play in the first inning. Mm-hmm. Kisner contributes two hits. So no Goldie, no, no Arenado. You really get nothing from O'Neill and uh, Edmund, yet you still beat Gosman and the Blue Jays. Just a, an impressive performance from the team all around, minus the two base running blunders where you know they got a little too aggressive there in the fourth inning. You know what else I saw? And I, I got an old man thing for you here. I also see. saw them at least four times. They tried to butt last night, Lucas. Four times. None of did them you, worked, though. None of them you, worked. But. Did you yell at a kid to get off your lawn yesterday, too, Mr. <laughs> old Man Heffron? I did. I said, keep <laughs> it down. People are trying to watch TV in here and watch guys attempt to bunt horribly, by the way. They, they were terrible bunt attempts. They weren't even close. But at least they tried, man. They they put it in the defense's head that they might do it, which makes them you know cheat in a little bit more. It kind of opens up the holes, especially on a turf field like mm-hmm. they have in Toronto. So I don't know. All in all, last night, that's the kind of baseball I like to watch. I, I love, you know, you get the the home runs, which is great, but it's not all about that. It was about all the little things. It, it was base running. You saw how base running mistakes can be a problem, and you got to do that. You got to be smart about how, how you're running the bases. You saw great defense. You saw pitching. You saw timely hitting. An all-around great performance by the Cardinals last night. I just I was really impressed and just really had a, a good time watching that, that game last night. There's no doubt. And you leave Toronto now, or the Cardinals leave Toronto heading to a struggling Nationals club um, with a good taste in your mouth. Happy flight, yeah. right? And you yeah. get Nolan and Goldschmidt back. You know, you, you, you hope that there's not any team chemistry issues. I don't know why there would be, but you just never know with, you know. Um, but I, you go back to Carlson. I think he's somebody that obviously we've, we've talked about in a lot of different trade packages over the last couple of weeks, right? And he, he's swinging it now over the last 15 games. He's also got a 309 average. He's slugging 491. He's got, you know, he's driven in six in that time. I think when he's at his best, J.D., is whenever he's he's got a short, compact swing from the left side. I think mm-hmm. sometimes his swing gets a little bit long. The changeup is, I think, kind of his kryptonite, especially from the left side. Right side, I got no issues. I mean, he right-handed, he he can mash, right? There's no question about that. But he's, he's just somebody that just needs to go through this at time to time. And he, he's really swinging it pretty well. And he's somebody that I think when you first hopped on the show, you, you said that Carlson is somebody that needs to get going. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, he has since since he got it going. So now, you know, we need to keep talking about you. I think you mentioned this the other day when we were talking that we just need to keep talking about people that are struggling. And all of a sudden, they're <laughs> gonna be fine, right. So we talk about Gorman a little bit. It's a home run. Let's talk about yeah. Edmund next. See if we can get yeah. going, right? All right. Uh, Edmund and O'Neill, you've been put on notice. The Locked on Cardinals podcast. We think you suck. You are terrible, terrible hitters. Hopefully that'll turn them around. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure clearly, yeah, that'll be that'll be the one motivating line they need. JD and Lucas clearly, clearly we have the voodoo magic that gets the team going and certain players <laughs> going. So yeah, it would be nice to see those two uh, get locked in too because that's one of the things when we talk about these trades with you know going for Juan Soto is a bat really that necessary if you can get all these guys on the same page. You get Albert swinging it better the way he is right now. Uh, Goldie and Arenado have been pretty darn consistent, especially Goldie uh, throughout the whole season. So uh, you don't worry about them. You just need a couple of those other guys to just kind of add a little bit here and there. Um, You know, we still haven't seen the O'Neill from last year yet. Like he still hasn't shown up. So uh, you get little glimpses of him here and there. But if you got him back on track, uh, I don't know if we're going to get Bader back anytime soon. It it appears that the uh, plantar fasciitis 
is uh, still giving him trouble. He had discomfort in his in his heel again recently. So I don't know, man. And that makes me think: Is it a good time to even trade Carlson? I mean, he's your center fielder right now. I mean, who else are you going to put out there if you end up moving him for Soto? Soto doesn't play center field. He'd be over there in right field. So you'd have to be sticking somebody out there if you trade Carlson that really isn't all that comfortable in center field yet. I, I, just throwing it out there. Just throwing That's it out point. there. You see a That's lot a of these point. guys, if they're if they're hitting, um, your offense is not really the problem in St. Louis. It, it really comes back to the pitching side. So I don't know. We're not in charge. These aren't our decisions to make, Lucas. We can only give you the information and uh, chat our way through it. So let us know down below what you guys think about it all. Uh, hit us up on the comments there. Also, uh, obviously, on Twitter, at LJ Fastball, at JD Sports Radio. We are more than happy to uh, interact and discuss with you guys about everything. Again, the Cardinals do have the day off today, and uh, they'll be wrapping up the road trip in Washington against Juan Soto and the Nationals. Would it Maybe. be weird? Would Maybe. it be weird to just have them switch clubhouses? And this will be the most opportune time, JD. You don't even you don't have to you don't have to order a flight. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> have them walk over. Just come on over, Juan. Just come on over. We got, yeah, we, got you, we got we got your fun. jersey. We got your jersey. We got your sizes. We're ready to roll. We, we're good. But we know what we need. It's all perfect. We, we, we you know how how cool it'd be too if he made. And this is this is clearly a pipe dream. But if he made his debut in those Saturday Victory Blues, oh, that'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. That would be a good one. Again, seen, not I, happening, I, but kind of fun. <laughs> I saw a, uh, a Photoshop. I think you might have sent it to me of him yeah, Photoshop in, in the Blues and. Man, he looks good. He looks good. All right, guys. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. For Lucas, I'm JD. We thank you guys for hanging out with us. You're the best fans of baseball for a reason, and we will see you next time right here on Locked On Cardinals.